Okay, Hilchas Natilas Adaim. Well, so before we begin, I want to ask a couple questions. Are you ready for this? I'm not going to give any answers. I'm just, just going to push back. Do we know why we wash our hands before we eat bread? Are you a Kohen? No. So why are no. you washing your hands? What? So why would you wash it then? So you're saying he, you're saying as a reminder for what the Kohanim did, we all have to wash our hands. All right, could be. Mm. So also which rolls Dukhan too. Oh, good point. Might be Nisra say to do that, but oh uh, yeah. My parents is it actually I'm the firstborn. We don't necessarily have to, but because it's something when when the Shirah comes we're gonna be starting with doing again. It's something we're doing. I remember. All right. Interestingly, you're pointing that the Meherishi Bana Beis Hamigdash, Beis Hamigdash comes. We want to be habituated to washing. You're both pointing out something to do with Kohanim, Tuma, maybe, could be. I don't know. You have something else? I have. I have a question. What's I'm so asking questions now. What's so special about bread that you? Uh, okay, so well, I'm, I'm asking questions now. I'm, I'm, I'm asking questions. I'm asking questions. I typically would say tuma. You have to Okay, I'm asking questions. Here's the question. Ready for this? You wake up at. It says 12 a.m. here. Who wakes up at 12 a.m.? I'm still up. Okay, you wake up at 3 a.m. Let me see you're sleeping. Why do you wake up? Because your baby Perry fed, woke up in the middle of the night and wants a bottle. Sorry, we recorded. Your baby, your, uh, Ellie wakes up in the middle of the night, wants a bottle. So, what do you do? Happened last night. Put, you put your baby on there, and you're good. You're good. You're good. You shiva bacher. So, what do you do when you wake up at 3 a.m.? You feed your baby, but also you, you want something to eat, Lamaisa. So, and what do you eat at 3 a.m.? Like, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's the normal things most people eat. You eat shiva bacher, you get a sandwich, which is from two weeks ago. Now, the problem is, you're already doing the feeding. So one hand is holding. You only have one hand free. Do you have to wash both hands? Or can you say, oh, this hand is never going to touch the bread. All I need to do is wash this hand. Realistically, how are you going to like actually wash? <laughs> I just, it's a fair question, though. I'll, t- I'll ask the question differently, okay? <coughs> if I wear gloves, do I need to wash my hands? So I- I've been in situations traveling in places where there was no water available. And... The rub that was with us said that you could... Be careful. It. I don't want to impute, uh, impute any rubs that you were no, with you. No, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, <laughs> told us that if we don't touch, it's like, is, may, maybe, maybe. Maybe. Okay, maybe. I don't know. Next time we're in that situation, I hope we'll know the answer. If we get an answer to that. But yeah, it's a fair question, right? If, our hands are, if, you, if your hands are covered, do you have to wash your hands? Here's another question. Okay, here's another question. You, you, you become a lambda here, Mike. Oh, 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 look at this. I was, was going to say, we'll get, we'll get there. Better me. I'll, I'll, I'll give you another one. Ready? A few months ago, you were an Onain. Yes. An Onain is putter from mitzvos. In the event you had to eat bread, you didn't make a bracha, did you wash your hands? Probably not. Does an yeah. Onain wash your hands? Does an Onain wash your hands? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm asking you. Okay, I'll ask you another. Ready for this one? At the Seder, you're hosting your friends and his family. Your son brings a cup of water and a bowl for washing. You wash your hands and begin to recite the bracha when your friend says, Hey, you need to stand for the bracha. Is he right? What bracha do you stand up for? But this is your hamotzi, you're sitting. Most brachas, oh, you're not talking about the food. Some. You're sitting for Hamotzi. Now I'm letting you know I'm purposely being de- de- playing devil's advocate here, which is what I want to do most times. I'm in the show, but now I can do it fairly. Um, 
think is most people do because we're usually at the sink. That doesn't mean it's right. Right. It's I'll say, I had a Rebbe Blachman. He's a, a, a colorful character, to say the least. So he quoted a Sefer HaChinuch once that says that the minog he followed the rove. He looked around the room and goes, you guys are Amaratzim. I'm a rabbi. I'm a minority. You're not following rove. Just because most people do it, does it make it right? Maybe it does. I don't know. I'm just asking. Maybe it doesn't. I'll tell you another line. If not the Greenblatt. He's uh, from te- Memphis, Tennessee. His yard sign, I think, was, is today, actually. Good to invoke his name. So he once, he once said he'd rather go to Gehenna with all Jews than to go to Ganeiden with the one Jew who found like, that piece of Mishtabur that no one knew of. Okay. Here's another one. Ready for this question? And we'll, we'll, we'll go to the halacha soon. You get a text from your daughter. She says, I made you a sandwich in the fridge. So you come home. It's 1 a.m. Sounds like you're working for... Uh, exactly. You wash your hands, you make an al-tisadayim with all the kavano, you take the sandwich out, and it's spelt bread. And as you know, it says here, you hate spelt bread. Everyone. Hate spelt bread. Good. <laughs> Do you need to take a bite now from it? Or you're like, actually, I don't want it, and therefore, forget it. Is it a brachal of atala? Did I make a brachal of atala on my those dimes? Therefore, in order to avoid the brachal of atala, they, they not need a brachal, I have to uh, find another bread. Find another bread or, or do I say, no, forget it, and I can leave it there. What do you think? Okay. I'm saying it's not the same necessarily connected to the food. Right. Interesting. But you already made the bracha. You make the tilted bracha already. Yeah, you made you made it till you die. You open and you open up. You unwrap the you unwrap the the thing with the ribbon and bow on top. It says "Love you, Daddy." And oh, spelt. So. It's a fair question. Okay, let's let's do one more. Um. You're eating at your, your friend is eating at your house for Shabbos lunch, and he's about to wash his hands. A drop of water falls in them, but he continues to wash his slightly wet hands. You are in shock. I thought you were from. This guy's really... A, okay. The luck is that your hands need to be dry when washing. He obviously can't answer anymore because he washes hands. But his wife can. What does she tell you? Other than get out of my house. Oh, <laughs> can you have wet hands when you wash your hands? You, 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 you mean when you make the broth? Yeah, when you make the, no, when you, um, he, he, your hands be dry when you wash them, or can they be wet? What would be the problem with that? I don't know, it sounds new to me. Your hands become wet after, when you wash them. What if your hands are already wet? Because you didn't, the, the pouring is what, you know, that's... You have to have clean hands before you can wash them. Right. You, you, you have a full party, you have a full party. It's the force of the Correct. No, but I'm a step beyond that. I want to get eat regardless. I want to hear his pool party story. Then we can then we can go so on. That pool party you're during the summer, and Emma's making is barbecuing, and you get out of the water. You get the water to have a hot dog. Right, your hands already wet, and then bring you to the pool. So do I have to do I have to dry them first. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's what do I have to dry them first? So you're saying. There was water before, so that water wasn't the kavanah of washing the bread. Could be. Maybe that's Could why. Could be. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. So these are all fair questions, right? So let's let's discuss. Let's delve into what exactly the the or the, the source of the, of the of washing our hands is. Hands is. If you open up the Maramakomos, the first page is as follows. I don't know. Okay. In the Beis Hamikdash, now we're going to towards what what Salah started pointing out. 
there was a gezeira, a decree, that because our hands are often busy, they decreed our hands are called shnios, uh, tutuma. What does that mean? So you came, you, you're with me for Zerayim, you know, maybe you'll remember some of this. Truma has to be eaten b'tahara, in a state of purity. There are multiple levels of purity. If you were to go back, a dead body is considered an avi avosetuma. That's like the be-all end of tuma. You can't get anything more impure than a dead body. That transmits tuma to an avatuma. It makes it one less. Anything can be an avatuma. It's one less. People are avatuma. Only a dead body can be avivos. A person is avatuma. The Kohen is forbidden, parenthetically, from becoming tummy only to in a, a dead body, an avivos tuma. The avatuma now can make a... Sh- I should have brought a chart in. Anything the avatuma touches now makes this next thing a rishon latuma. Right? So we have level one, dead body. Level two, level three. Level four is sheni latuma. Sheni latuma can only be food. The sheni latuma is also it's less of a problem, except when it comes to truma. Truma is the only is the only the problem, because we have this hot we we were we're so sensitive to, to prevent truma from coming tame. Even we're this far removed from the dead body, or it doesn't be a dead body, it could be a dead sherets, could be certain emissions from a body. We ha, we avoid that as well. So therefore, what we can effectively have is a person who is totally pure, didn't touch a dead body, didn't come into any contact, went to the mikvah, all good and well, but his hands, because he doesn't know who he touched, maybe he touched something which is a lower level uh, impurity, which will then transmit impurity to the truma. So to avoid that, we say wash your hands. If you wash it correctly, that will get rid of any of these lower level tumas which may be on your hands. This, this is the din that, that follows in the base Hamikdash. Sorry, I, I messed it up. The, the, the truma can only be a shlishi. Okay, fine. This is the din of the base Hamikdash. Comes along the comes along the Gemara and says, because of this concept of srach truma, um, because of the concept of shrach truma, we are, we are concerned that people aren't going to be careful when it comes to truma. Their hands are all over the place. Their hands are going to be impure. They're going to touch truma. We institute that before you eat truma, obviously you have to wash your hands. Before you eat anything, or let's get any bread from now, you have to wash your hands. Or Because we don't want to run into a situation where you neglect to wash your hands and you eat truma. So it seems to be a preventative measure. So you don't, you don't come to wa- eat Touch truma with impure hands will make you wash your hands for everything. That's step number one. Why then you're thinking, so why just bread? Who asked that question? So there are, the, there are various answers given. Either it could be because bread is what we're kovei asudan, it's the ikr. Most people don't really eat other things uh, as often. It could be that ultimately truma was most often with grain. So once you're, only, you're making a gezerah to prevent truma, we're already a step removed. We're only going to do with what's most common, which is grain products and bread. It could just be they only made it on things that when you're koveya suda, sit down to eat a meal. If you're not koveya suda, then you don't have to wash your hands, which gives you a, a little light bulb go off. That's why maybe we don't wash for things that are like cake and cookies, which we don't eat sudas on, we don't eat meals on. But that's certainly step number one. What, well, we'll, we'll get there. That's definitely step number one. Any thoughts? Because the Kohanim had to make sure their hands were ready, their hands were becomes Yeah. Therefore, we every, every so they made it a xer on everyone. It could also be part of Meher, but to make this, you pointed out the xer went to everyone that we all we all wash we all wash our hands before we partake in any sort of eating of bread. Even though something that would never be applicable to us. Correct. It almost almost to create like an avira. Now, I'll tell you this. It bothered me as well. Then I realized the Gemara goes on. You ready for this? This is source number four. 
The Gemara says as follows. Omer of Idi bar Oven, Omer of Yitzhak bar Asin, Nitilis Yadayin Lechulun Bipnei Shrach Truma. The Gemara wants to know why are we wash hands for Chulun? Chulun are non-sacred items because of Shrach Truma. This concept I've been telling you of that we want to habituate all of us to constantly wash our hands so we never run into a situation where we're, where we're going to go and make Truma impure, which could be its own violation. Va'od, what does Va'od mean? Furthermore, Mishum Mitzvah. Good. My mitzvah. So tell me, new. What, what, what's the mitzvah? Amar Abaye, mitzvah l'shmoa divrei chachamim. The command to listen to the sages. So now it's like, okay, listen to the sages do what? So Tosfos over here jumps up and down. It's like, I don't understand. You told me you wash your hands for truma. Furthermore, it's a mitzvah to listen to the words of the sages, but the only reason the sages commanded it was because of srach truma. So it's one answer. It's wash your hands. Because it got, to listen to the sages who told you you can uh, you should be careful of truma. Doesn't seem to make any sense, no, right? Maybe listen to the sages to something else. Not, what? Not connected. What? So Tosfa says what, Al, what Alex says. Shlomo, what do you go by? Alex, Shlomo, Sasha. Like I tell my clients, whatever makes me more money. Whatever makes me more money. Hey, okay, you, fine. You call me whatever you want, man. Okay. <laughs> so, Tosfa says actually shum nikios because of cleanliness. That's interesting, no? Because of cleanliness. Where did that come from? So, if you look, ne- what? My kindergarten. Your kindergarten, very good. All I ever needed to know, I learned in kindergarten. Great book. So, if you look at the Gemara Brachos and Tapnun Gimel Amid Beis, Vigdash to Elo Maim Rishonim. The Mishnah tells us, excuse me, the Gemara tells us that when you should mikdash your hands, that's Maim Rishonim. There it talks about in terms of cleanliness. But it's interesting. Rabbi Salavechik has a has a has a wonderful piece on this. It's interesting. Both Rabbi Salavechik and his grand great grandfather grandfather, excuse me, Rechaim and the Rav. Both had took similar but different approaches to this Gemara. They both were a little perplexed by it. Uh, who should we go? I'm trying to think. Who we should? Where we going time wise? I'm in number four. Oh. Rabbi Salavechik pointed out. Well, let's, let's do the rub first. Rabbi Salavechik pointed out. If you look in the Rambam, the Rambam does something a little peculiar. He writes as follows: In the laws of the Tilas Yadayim for Suda. He writes as a command to wash your hands, and he includes in that wash your hands before davening and before other ritual acts. So I'm like, what's going on with that? Like, why are we throwing that in there? Clearly, the Ramam understands not it's about truma, but rather it's about cleanliness. The same way you're supposed to have your hands clean before you go and daven, you're supposed to have your hands clean before you engage in in eating food. That's it, that, that's what he says. Yeah, yeah you want. Okay, that's this is this is I found this is found the Rashima Shiuri. That's what he says. So why do we make a bracha? Because once we institute it, so the, the, once we, Chazal institute anything, we can make a bracha lishmol de brichachamim. Mitzvah is to listen to the sages who say we should have so clean hands. We don't make a bracha if you wash before davening. So he's saying why why do we, why is a heightened level here? It's a good question. I'm not sure. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not sure. For the same reason. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's a good question. Oh no, I I I lied to you. It's not a good question. The Rambam says, "Call note the other bin lechila bin lechrishma bin letfila mivarach tila ashik shemitz vatzvidin all the tells you daim." According to Rambam, we do make a bracha. Very good. Okay, fine. That's what he says. The um, the Rav Chaim says it a little differently. This is I, I spent a little while on this today, and I want I don't want to get too bogged down in it. But Rav Chaim understands as follows. Rav Chaim was the Rav's grandfather. He says that. 
Anytime the Rambam writes about this Takana of Shlomo HaMelech, that we have concern of Shrach Truma, we have a concern that we don't want people to treat Truma with the, with, uh, to desecrate Truma. Anytime the Rambam says it, and he's talking about not in the world of, 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 of a regular Madain Chulun. The Rambam is always talking about in the world of Truma, in the world of Tumma and Tahara. The Ravid on the spot consistently says, the Huhadin, the same law applies to Chulun. Meaning to say as follows, the Rambam is like, oh, by the way, there's this concept of Tuma, and we wash our hands to avoid having to keep our hands Tuma so we can eat Truma. Rav is like, uh, Rambam, you forgot that, and for Chulun as well, don't you know? So the Rav consistently always throws in laws of Truma to laws of Chulun. The Rambam doesn't do that. The Rambam seems to keep it separate. He has the laws of Nikios in Bakrishma, and Nikios by Brachos, and Nikios by eating, and he has the laws of and he has the laws of Truma and that in the other area. Says Rav Chaim as follows. This is, a, this is a, a brilliant insight. He says that clearly the Rambam fundamentally understands that the difference between washing your hands for Truma is fundamentally different than washing your hands for, for, for Chulin. He says as follows. When you have to eat Truma, if a person has to eat Truma, there's a checklist you have to do. You have to be a Kohen. You have to also be, let's say, uh, um, a writer. No, you have to write it. There are a number of things to do. You have to Cohen, you have to, it has to be yours, right? In that list is also you have to be Tahar. So as you're going to list, okay, Yossi Katz is going down, Cohen, check, it's mine, check. Tahar, oh, oh, I got to, Tahar, I got to go wash my hands. Meaning to say, there's no actual din to wash your hands to eat truma. It's just, you need to have pure hands. So how do you get pure hands? You go wash them. But in the event... Why get your hands? Because the air the, is only on the hands. Meaning if you're, your, your body is actually coming from from a regional tumor, an avatumma, it's everything. Okay. We're talking about a case where you're pure, but your hands, there's a spe- special zero on your hands because they're touching, and maybe they touched something that was a lower level tumor. So that, that, that's where it's going from. But says the, says the Rav Chaim as follows, for the Rambam, if you parenthetically washed your hands and then were so careful and you looked at your hands and didn't touch anything for 12 hours, you wouldn't have to wash your hands again for truma because the whole point of washing your hands for, tr- for truma is just to make sure your hands are tar. So theoretically, I was a pig. And I, and I... So we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Ready for this? <laughs> However, why are we washing our hands for Natiel Zedayim for, for the Suda? Says the Gemara, Mipnei Mitzvah. Where Chaim understands the Mitzvah is simply, the, as you were almost said, the Chazal said a Mitzvah. It's a Mitzvah to wash your hands. Not because we want to ensure your hands are, are, are Tahar. Because the Chazal decided there's an Indian to make a Mitzvah to wash your hands. Meaning to say, it's not, it's not that I have a checklist of, oh, if I want to eat Truma, here's what I have to do. I wash my hands. I want to eat chulin. Here's what I do. I have to wash my hands. But rather, the second I say I want to eat chulin, there's a new a new mitzvah kicks in. I thought an, an analogous case would be if I want to eat food on on um, on sukkahs, I have to go. I have a mitzvah now to eat it in the sukkah. It's not that the mitzvah of eating requires me to eat in the sukkah. No, it's a separate. It's a separate din, right? So the way he looks at it is there's a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to engage in washing one's hands for chulin. When it comes to truma, it's just your hands have to have been washed. What's a nafkamina going to be? Well, twofold. Number one is as follows. According to the Ravid, he, he requires both of them. The Ravid requires both. Because the Ravid consistently always said, mitzvah and, and also the Ravid said, the same law that applies by truma is also applying by chulun. So says says Rav Chaim as follows. This I thought was brilliant. Therefore, he says as follows. In the event you are traveling with Alex Hasha Shlomo and you have no water available for you, Right? Well, why are you washing your hands? If you're washing your hands because it's just, it's just a, it's a mitzvah to do so, as the Rambam said, well, we know, we've discussed in multiple different scenarios, 
if you can't do a mitzvah, onus rachman apatre, and you're exempt from it. If we discussed, you know, you're traveling the desert and you have a four-corner garment, there's no no availability to tie tzitzis onto it, you're potter from tzitzis. You can put on the four-corner garment. We discussed in this year, a couple weeks ago, court of Shlomo Zaman Orbach, you're somewhere where you can't dip the kalim in the mikvah, you're at someone's house, let's say, and if you pick up the kalim that they're eating from and walk up and put it in the mikvah, like they'll, they'll be like, what are you stealing kalim from me? Or Shlomo Zaman is of the opinion there as well, that when you, if you can't do a mitzvah, so then we just say, okay, what can you do? And you can go ahead with life. Therefore, says says Rav Chaim as follows: The Rambam would be of the opinion if you're traveling in the in, in the desert, you're traveling with Alex Shasta Shlomo, and you don't have access to water, so then you can just eat the bread as regular because it's just a mitzvah to wash your hands, separate din from truma. And what can you do? Whereas, according to the Ravid, it's more than just a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to wash your hands, but also it's an iser. It also extends it from the truma. There's also an iser to eat the truma to eat the hands if they're tummy, right? Right? It was a mitzvah to wash your hands for the bread. But also it's an iser to eat bread, eat bread if your hands are tummy, which you have to wash your hands. So according to the Ravid, therefore, if you don't have water accessible to you, yes, from the perspective of the mitzvah, you can eat the bread, but from the perspective of the fact that you have a tummy, you can't. And therefore you'd have to put on a mop, you'd have to put on some sort of glove, put on some sort of, of uh, oh, towel. So towel. The, the rub was the Ravid. Correct, correct. Which would mean if you're a... I think it, he was hungry. <laughs> which would mean if it's which would answer our question we asked initially that if you why can't I just put on gloves and the answer might be because according to the Ravid in the way Rav understands it it's not just about having your hands covered so they don't make the bread impure it's also there's a mitzvah involved you have an opportunity to do a mitzvah to wash your hands no but, but, but for a mitzvah we said I think, I think Rav just but that's if you can't I'm, I'm, you're going to the case you can't I'm saying I'm standing right here right now it's like you know what I don't want to wash I have to go over to the sink over there Take the paper towels. It's always twelve of them come off. The, the, it's, I don't want to do that. And somehow in this show, there's never a garbage available for the towel. Okay, fine. So you know what I'll do? I'll put my gloves. I don't eat it. Why can't I do that? I'm not touching the bread. Well, says Rav Chaim, yeah, but you're you're missing out. You're, you have a mitzvah to do, and you're not doing it, which is why you have to wash your hands, even though you could, you're wearing gloves. Okay, okay, but you don't have an opportunity, obviously. No, in the event you had, this is when I have it's the, a mitzvah. It's a, it's a, like an essay. Right? Okay, again, again, listen. I'm talking, if I'm sitting right here in Shul, the water's right there. I can easily go and wash my hands. I say, I don't want to, I'm just going to put on gloves. The answer is no, because you're avoiding a mitzvah. If I'm, I'm out in the uh, Sahara Desert, and there's no water available, so then, according to the Ravid, still cover my hands because there's an iser to eat with your hands or tummy. According to the Rambam, no, the iser is only about truma. Yes, Michael. In that case, how would that affect benching if, say, half the people wore, wore gloves? You know, forget they're in the desert or whatever. But half people wear gloves, and so they didn't wash. Then no, the benching is benching is for hamotzi, not for the tiyas dain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, one second. So you you made a quite quite a split between you sitting here in the water there and the Sahara Desert. hundred percent. Yeah. Right. right where, where do we draw the line? Like like how much? Ah, very good. You you go. So let let's do that. Let's do this. Let's do this. Perfect. Um, and we'll get to the, we'll get to the rub after the only and after we have time. Yeah, we have some time. Good. So it says uh, let's let's do just that. Okay. So what happens? No water is available. So it's actually very interesting. These, the laws actually seem to parallel in, in terms of going to find a minion. We say if you are traveling, if you're traveling, so then you have you have to and you're going towards a destination. You're not you're on your way. You're traveling to, to Florida to go avoid paying a state income tax. 
and you're somewhere in Virginia, there's no water available, we say go up to four mil, which is approximately 18 minutes a mil, so 72 minutes ahead of you. That's a, we use that sheet to often, 72 minutes. If you, can still, if you know there'll be within 72 minutes a place to access water, you have an obligation to travel forward. You, traveling backwards is only 18 minutes. Traveling forward, and the Biralakha points out it's with whatever mode of, 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 of transportation you have available to you. I mean, you can't say, if I walked it, I'm not going to have it, but I'm sitting on my motorcycle, I can easily get it. So that's normal, normally what we say, about 18 minutes or so, going forward. If you're in your house, we assume it's as if you're stationary, you're not traveling, so you have to go within 18 minutes. So there's, you get that notice from the American water that there's no water in your house. What should you do? You ha- you go over to the couch, exactly. So that, that's, that, 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 that's what we're talking about in terms of Tirecha. That, 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 that should answer your question. Okay, fine. Um, but even then, we say it's better to Shulchan Aruch Paskins. You should wear some sort of glove, cover your hand, and cover both hands. I, but my the hand's holding the baby. But Lamaisa, you might end up touching your hand, and, you're, you're, and you have the tumah. And you'll see that a lot of the halachas are going to end up paralleling the tumah. Another one's going to be how much you wash for. I don't know if that's in this unit. How much do you wash for? We say only for a kibetza. It happens to be end up passing less, but a kibetza is an egg's worth. And some say because that's the minimum shear that transmits to, or can get contaminated with tumah. So there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's, a, there's different ways of looking at it. I don't think that's, that that wasn't for today, but there's a lot of overlap with tumah. It's interesting. The last month, Nicholas Chaver learned Hilchas Nida. We find a lot of that as well in Hilchas Nida. That there's a lot of holdover, if you will, from the world of tumah tahara, even though Nida might not be tumah tahara. Okay. Next, how do you wash your hands? How do you wash your hands? Okay, good. How many times do you wash? Three times each. Two. Two. One. 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 So what's that about? Everyone's washing more than once. He said, "This is the famous story of Charles Salanter. He he washed just his fingertips. You know, not to. You know, the machloka said you up to here, up to here. He washed just up to here. Someone said why? He goes because someone had to shut up the water. Okay, we don't have to shut up the water. What's going on with this? So that really, you need to pour water on your own hand. The issue is that if you pour water in your hand." Now there's water sitting in your hand that now the t- becomes contaminated from your hand. So it's just going to recontaminate your hands. That's true. It's going to recontaminate your hands. You pour twice on, that water is now going to wash away. What about the water that... You have it all, uh, hopefully it will wash off at once. Which is why they point out, if you use a revius of, of water, then you don't need to do this. Once you use a revius of water on, each, on one on each hand, so then we'll assume that the water is going to... Whatever water was there, it's just going to... Clean the hand and also wash everything away, almost like you're dipping in the mikvah. That, that, that's the assumption there as well. Um, you, point out, you, you point out, I was going to point out, some people admit it to hold their hand in the air. I don't know what my, no, my so why is this? Because if you pour like this, then the water might go here and go, roll, roll back, and you end up with issues of water moving around. And then, again, it's all become, it's, water becomes contaminated, it rolls down here, and then it rolls back. So now you've recontaminated your hands, you've avoided it, you've. you've uh, negated the purpose of washing. So you keep your hands like this, the water's not going to roll. However, if you use a revius, again, once you use a revius, you assume it's like dipping in the mikvah, so whatever water's on is gone already, you put a revius in each hand, you're good. But some still have a minute to do two, some have probably a minute to do three, but uh, really you can do a revius in each hand and, and then you're good, and there's your cooler for the day. Um, what do you say? We're not there yet. We'll have to wait for next week. I think that the Gemara points out people who use a lot of water. It's a it's a it's a it's a school of frashiras. Okay, for wealth. He went to Rabbi Hess's cousins. in Borough Park somewhere. I've never seen someone take so long 
to wash. He probably dried his hands, right? It was. I saw the video. It was I like it was the same person. It was like else was it was literally like ten minutes to wa- of washing. So it could it's be. Up, it's, it's up. It's down. It's. It could be why, because if your hands are wet, it's the same thing. The water is gonna that whatever's wet your hands now, that water becomes contaminated, and the water is gonna touch it. It's just gonna create. It's gonna continue on with the contamination. But then your wrist and your and your arm gets wet. You're holding your arm like this. It's gonna come down here, but we don't care about that. Right, correct. But here, if your hands are this is what came up. Why some people wash their hands or wash a cup? If your hands are wet, water always transmits toma. It's one of the xayers that water, no matter what level of toma you're on, once it can, if water hits it, water brings everything back to Harishon. So in order to avoid that, some people have a minute to, or a halacha to dry, keep your hands extremely dry, and also dry the cup so you, you clear all water. The chazish is very makbid in this. Mishdavur is like, no, because again, once you use a revias, you avoid all these issues. Because yes. here's the thing now. You wash one hand. That's all wet now. Now you're grabbing... You have two handles. That's why I get. That's why you have No, that's what could be why. That's why so the beer lachos was right. If your hands are dirty, you, you want to get rid of any chatzitza, any imposition, in, in so you should wash it off. It never says you have to dry your hands after doing that. So Mishnah Bruce like, so this chumrah of drying your hand, like, like clearly we, we see, we talked about washing your hands to prepare, doesn't mention anything about drying, so clearly it's not a problem. Again, the chazitch was machmir. Um, they brought it down in Orchus Rabbeinu that Chaim Kenyevsk was once in his house and he's and some water got in his hand and Chazich goes, dry your hands, dry your hands. But Lamaisa, I don't know if there's a need because, because again, we're using Orvias and, and is it really going to happen? Again, the water is also going to wash off. It's less of a problem. So okay. We should, dry the, we should dry the cup after we after use it. Yes, correct. I saw oh, so a whole long discussion. If you're in a public place and using a, a cup and it's wet and who knows, people don't know how to wash correctly, it's probably... Okay, last piece is as follows. What about an onate? So this comes back to the classic Chakira and Lamdus that Rabbi Salvechik brings up. It's as follows. He says, "If he asks a little different than the grandfather, than the Zayda, and he says, this, if you eat bread without washing, are you just are you avoiding a, a missing a mitzvah, basically? Or no, there's actually an issue to eat bread without washing your hands. Is an ishti bread without washing your hands? Or no, you're just avoiding a mitzvah. So it's a little different than the zayda. And what's his nafkamita going to be? An onin. An onin, as we know, someone who is... Um, well, I always have to point this out. The, t- the term, the technical term onin is totally misused. The technical term onin is someone... This can't be Mishnayomi. You're not there yet. Can you look behind? The technical term onin is for someone who is... Um, someone who... The day that a relative dies, they're prohibited from partaking in carbonos. That's an onin. When we say onin, what we really mean is misha meis mutalafanov, someone who the, the literally the dead bodies in front of them, i.e., someone who has one of their shiva krovim, their seven relatives who have not been buried yet, and for either of two reasons, either because they, it's their job not to be engaged in the burial and what, everything that that entails, therefore osik mitzvah patam in a mitzvah, they're exempt from all other mitzvos, or because it's a bizarre, as they say, you're going out and like putting on tefillin and doing all these mitzvahs while your, your relative is literally hasn't put in the ground yet, how can you do that? However you want to look at it, obviously there can be ramifications, once, whilst your relative is not in the ground, you're exempt from positive mitzvahs. You can't go and eat pork, not a license, you can't do negative things. Only positive mitzvahs. Well, now we can ask our question. If you tell me, the teal is a mitzvah, like putting on tefillin, said Lachora, the same way you're not making brachos, you shouldn't wash your hands. Whereas if you tell me, no, not at all. There's an iser. The rabbis created an iser. 
to eat bread without washing, Lachor and Onan should at least wash it, not make a brach, but at least wash their hands. No? He, he brings another nafkamina, another ancient nafkamina. Someone who has to eat uh, bread, a chola, someone who's sick, needs to eat bread on Yom Kippur. Well, should they wash their hands? Because there's another prohibition of washing your hands on Yom Kippur. If you tell me it's about a mitzvah, then Lachor they shouldn't. Whereas if you tell me there's an iser, then maybe they should wash at least to the, the, at least to the minimum amount. Okay, so that, those are some. He has, he has a couple more. We don't have to go through all of them, but that's just some of the wonderful lumdus that comes up in here as well. So in summary, should we go back to our opening questions? Go back to our opening questions. We didn't even get to all of them. Okay. Question one is, back to the basics. Why did Chazal enact to wash your hands before eating bread? Why only before bread and not other foods? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good, exactly. Or because it's only for informal meals. Formal meals. Good. Your baby wakes up, you have to wash both hands? Yes. Because? Because you can easily transmit. In touch. In touch. What about, can, you just wear, can I just wear gloves? And a, how do we pass in the Misa? If you have eight, 18 minutes or 17. Correct. Well, no, but, but can I just in general wear gloves and avoid washing? No. No. Why? Because we said there seems to be there's a there's a mitzvah to wash your hands. More than that. Um, here's a new question I didn't ask before. You're on the bus on your way to Yerushalayim to celebrate Yom Kippur 2023. 16 minutes until you get there, and you are starving. So you open up your sandwich bag and, you're, and you realize you have a sandwich, but you forgot to pack water. Although I don't know what you do with the water. Like okay, it's Israel, yeah, you put on the floor there. Can you eat your sandwich? I'm not talking about Mazonas bread. That's way too complicated. Huh? Please. No, because no. minutes. 72 minutes. Because you're going towards your line. Fine, you're yes, you correct, go. correct. Okay. We didn't talk about standing, so we'll talk about next time. And okay. So that that is that is what we, that is what we have we have today. Any questions, comments, thoughts? No. Okay.